Welcome to the Emmaus Fellowship Teaching Podcast. We trust you find this encouraging. Emmaus Fellowship is located at 205 North Pine Street in Woodland Park, Colorado. Our phone number is 719-687-6061. We trust you find this encouraging as you pour over God's Word with us. Gave me a voice and a song Taught me how to sing Well, I'm back, and um, I have a couple of passages of Scripture that I'd like to read to get us started here. The first one it is Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Jeremiah six sixteen. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. The way. You know that the first generation church was known as the way or followers of the way. Um, That's definitely in the book of Acts all over the place. And it really derives from Jesus is saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And um, when you think back about, you know, the Christian experience, it's really about following the way of Jesus. It really is. Um, When I look over my personal story, when I look over my personal Christian experience, I can honestly say that much of what I was discipled in was actually not the way as I'm going to describe it here today, but it was actually for probably the first 20 or 30 years of my Christian experience, it was actually more about managing my sin and believing the right ideas. And that's quite different than following the way. Now, it doesn't mean that um, we don't have things that we believe. It doesn't mean that we aren't careful with our lifestyle and living in a in a way that is pure and honoring. Uh, but it's different, isn't it? Being trained to defend your ideals uh, is different than walking in the way of Jesus. Um, being trained to like hear the Spirit's voice is different than um, defending uh, dogma, as it were. And so uh, I had to go through a transition. We're all in this uh, process of discovering more and more the ways of Jesus. And so you remember last Aspen Grove, I shared about the spiritual practice of walking. Um, And you remember that I brought up the idea of Enoch, who... um, had a son um, at the age of 65, and then it says that he walked with God for 300 years. That's a long time. Um, and y- when you viewed that uh, Aspen Grove, you remember that I was actually in the gates of the Arctic wilderness area in the Brooks Mountain Range, 
and that was incredible. The landscape there was incredible. Uh, I'll tell you more about that um, next week when we meet for our potluck on the 4th of July. Again, that's outside 10 o'clock here at Emmaus. And that'll kind of just segue us into what's going on in the community. Uh, the city of Woodland Park will have its old-fashioned um, 4th of July. So we'll just meet here at 10. Uh, we'll have some worship. I'll tell some stories. And then we'll kind of move into a time of eating some food together. Uh, if you want to bring some meat to grill on the barbecue, we'll have that fired up and ready. If you want to just bring a, a side dish and a salad to share, then we can all kind of join in with that shared meal together. Um, but the thing about it is that um, as you were gathering in your homes at the last Aspen Grove, I remember having this moment while I was in the Brooks Range thinking, oh, they're, they're starting up. Like I was two hours uh, different. So um, it was like eight o'clock my time and 10 o'clock your time. And so <clears throat> I was cooking up a breakfast and I will tell you this, that um, a wolverine actually came towards our camp and got within about 20 feet of our camp, saw us, and then turned and then walked ar around us. And um, I can just say this, that the wolverine was really more curious than it was ferocious. And um, I felt like it was a real kiss from the father. But just to, to let you know, I was thinking about you guys, um, and I was remembering that my conversation with you last time was about walking with God. And so um, when I came off of that adventure, actually, I had brought a book that a friend, Cal Beck from Kansas City, had sent me. And I started to read that book um, after my trip uh, as I was flying on the airplane back home. And the book is entitled God Walk by uh, Mark Buchanan. And it really does pull ideas that I've been thinking about for a long time. You know, you get a hold of one of those books that puts language to things that you've already been thinking about. So I'm, I'm sure that I'll be referencing some of that book or ideas that he's written about uh, in my talk here today as well as in the future. I just would encourage you to read it, although I'm only three chapters in, so I can't highly recommend it yet, but I, I am gleaning some stuff from it. It was really great. Uh, when I was coming off of that trip in Alaska, I was asking myself the question that was sparked by this this book. The first chapter was like, do we as Christians have a spiritual practice associated with our faith? Um, you know, if, if you look at a lot of different belief systems around the globe, there's often, excuse me, there's often a, a spiritual practice that's a physical practice, like... Um, if you're a Taoist, you might practice Tai Chi. If you're a Buddhist, you might practice Kung Fu. Um, if you're a Hindu, you might practice certain forms of yoga. And so have Christians ever had a spiritual practice that was physical, that was associated with their faith? And I would say yes. Uh, maybe it was something that had been lost. Maybe it's something that we're reclaiming here. Uh, but we have our example from Genesis. Um, and that's Genesis 3 where it says that in the cool of the evening, God walked. And he walked with us. He walked with humanity. And so I love that. And so when you think about Jesus, the incarnate God coming to earth, 
uh, he walked. And when he called his disciples, essentially what he was saying was, come and walk with me. Um, And we have great examples of Jesus walking, even on the road to Emmaus with the two disciples. Great examples and and just a reality that um, unless you were crossing a body of water in a boat, or unless you were royalty and you were cruising around on a donkey, you were probably walking. And so we even hear this about Paul, you know, the Apostle Paul. He had great missionary uh, journeys that he went on. And again, unless he was crossing a body of water in a boat, he was walking. In fact, um, historians have kind of calculated. They figured out the distances and they put his missionary journey together as they've been chronicled in the book of Acts and so forth. And they've guesstimated roughly that he had walked about 10,000 miles uh, in all of his missionary journeys. And if you think about walking, the average person will walk, what, three miles an hour? And so that's a lot of time, 10,000 hours or 10,000 miles. Uh, that's a lot of time to be thinking and praying and interacting with people and moving at a pace that is actually um, referred to as the pace of God or the or the speed at which God moves. Um, I recently watched a short film entitled God Speed, and the subtitle to that is The Pace of Being Known. Now, I would recommend that you watch this. You can find it on a website. It's called livegodspeed.org. I'll try to remember to put a link in the description here, but it's Live godspeed.org and the main point of this is that if god walks um, as i pointed out in the aspen grove last time then we're encouraged to walk with god literally not just figuratively like it's not just a symbolic language of like walk in faith or walk in the ways of god or walk in the ways of jesus as though you're simply replicating um, ideas. It's about an experiential moving about from place to place. And if if you think about this, check this out. Um, I had a conversation with a friend and she had, she's on recovery. Like she, she had a a surgery in her hip because about a year ago she had a, a massive tear in part of her hip that debilitated her. And so for over a year, she hadn't been able to really walk, at least not walk without pain. And so I watched as she was walking away from our conversation and I, and I stopped her and I was like, hey, is this walking good for you now in your recovery? And she goes, yes, I can walk pain-free right now and I just want you to know that I have a new lease on life. Now that's saying something because we take walking for granted, don't we? Until you can't do it. Um, it's just something that we do naturally. It's just something that we um, don't even think about. Uh, The only time it's really celebrated um, is when a child like my little grandson, Oliver, uh, we're just waiting for him to start taking his first steps. And you got to know that the room's going to erupt and we're going to celebrate. Yay, he's walking, right? Um, And then after that, it'll just kind of be normal. And it's normal, regardless of how sedimentary you are. You know, you might not walk very much, but you got to know that you at least walk out to your garage and get in your car. You at least walk from your uh, couch to your refrigerator. I'm just saying that we do walk and it's something that is actually a miracle. You have the capacity with your human body to 
propel yourself all over the place with very little effort. Now, that doesn't mean it's effortless, um, but it's definitely something that God designed for us to be able to move about the planet and to move about our lives. Um, It's pretty amazing. So anyway, that being said, as a side note here, the average person, the average adult human walks about three miles an hour. All right. And so when I was dropped off in the Brooks Range in Alaska and we listened to the plane, you know, depart and go over the mountains and all of a sudden now all we can hear is the wind and maybe a few birds. My friend Dave was like, "Okay, you guys ready to roll? And I was like, hey, actually, let's just stop for a minute. And I literally laid down on the ground and I was like, I just want my soul to catch up to my body because I'd been traveling for two days and we had four different flights and the last one was in a 1953 bush plane that was flown by a guy named Dirk perfect name for a guy who flies bush planes for the last 27 years he was awesome anyway um, I just needed some time to just kind of gather myself like we move at a rate of speed in our world most of us um, maybe the average of what 60 miles an hour Uh, but we move a lot and we move quickly and we're going from one thing to the other and sometimes we just need to pause and let our souls kind of catch up to what's going on in 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 our bodies um and and so yeah i mean the travel was exciting the bush plan and all that kind of stuff was fun but i needed to gather myself and so there's something for each of us to experience if we were to prioritize actually the practice of walking at the speed of god because if that is in fact the spiritual um, practice that's associated with our faith as christians that we walk not only walking around but walking the way of god walking the way of jesus walking in step with the holy spirit listening for that voice that says this is the way walk in it um we don't want to be like the folks that are you know that god is referring to in um in the book of jeremiah where where the last part of that says you know they chose not to walk in that way uh we'll get to some more of that here in just a minute but one of the things that this short film uh emphasized the speed of god uh the the film god speed actually that's the name of it it emphasized that the pace required to know your community and to be known by your community is a much slower pace than the pace that most of us move at. And that was really more the emphasis. So yes, there is a personal spiritual practice. I can walk in solitude, but there's more to it than just me having a a one-on-one with God. There's a way for us to walk at the speed of God that actually cultivates community that actually cultivates deepening friendships and relationships with other people so we're not only going to be walking alone if we choose to prioritize the spiritual practice of walking we're also going to be walking with each other at the end of the day the spiritual practice of walking with god will cultivate a a deepening of our relationships with each other walking together walking in what Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, uh, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love. 
just as Christ loved us and gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Now contrast that with Proverbs 16.25. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. So there's a way that God wants us to walk. And there's a way that if we're not careful, we will, um, we will assume is the, the right way, but it's actually a way that leads away from life, a, away from love, away from deepening relationships, away from the things that God intends for us in the abundant life, and it actually leads us towards death. So I want us to cultivate the ability to know the way of God, to know the way of love, and to walk as a spiritual practice and a discipline to begin to reclaim that for us as a community. I want you to walk together. I want you to walk um, with God together and have conversations and share life together and walk in the way of love. And it's more than just figuratively, okay? Um, So, I officiated, um, changed channels on you for just a second, but yesterday, actually, I officiated a, a wedding up in Boulder for my niece. And my encouragement to them was to walk in the way of love. And by the way of love, I mean like the way, an experiential way, not just the ideals of love, not just the emotions of love, not just the definitions of love that society gives to us, but I'm talking about an experiential way of doing life together that places love as the benchmark, as really the highest priority. And so we're all discovering that love it certainly is the greatest force in the universe. Uh, God is love. All right. Yes, there are philosophies. Yes, there are dogmas. There are affiliations. There's religion. There's family of origin. There's social strata. All of this has their place, I suppose. And love may or may not be found in any of them. But I'm here to say that love is greater than all of them, okay? And we know that God is love, right? And so love has the power to heal us. Love is what brings restoration. It's love that unites us. It's love that um, really creates, isn't it? And so now I want you to just pause for a minute here and imagine that you're embarking on a great adventure into a place that you've never been before, okay? And you don't know what's around the next bend. You're mostly sure of where you're actually headed. Um, You kind of hope that all of your gear stays in one piece. You don't know if anything's going to break or not. And... The one thing that you're certain of is that you've set it in your heart to follow the way of love as though you're following a route that's going to take you on this great adventure. I've heard it said that if you want to go fast, then go alone. But if you want to go far, then go together. There was a a Japanese theologian. His name is uh, Kasuki Koyama. And he died some years ago 
at the ripe old age of, I think, 79, 80 years old. And he wrote a book entitled Three Mile an Hour God, and it was published in 1979. And I want to just quote him here. It says that love has a speed. It's an inner speed. It's a spiritual speed. It's the kind of speed that is different from the technological speed to which we are all accustomed. It goes on in the depths of our very lives, whether we notice it or not. It's at three miles an hour. This is the speed at which we walk, and therefore the speed that the love of God walks. So as I'm kind of wrapping this up, I want us to reclaim this spiritual practice of walking as part of our Christian faith. There's something in it for us. There's something of God's love that we're going to discover in it. There's something of a deepening relationship that we're going to have with each other in it and a deepening relationship with our own souls and with God. So with that, I'll end it and I'll be back in a moment with some prompts. It's our joy to offer these podcasts. We sure hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, any prayer requests, feel free to drop us a line at EmmausFellowship at iCloud.com. If you're curious about ways you can be more deeply involved in this community, visit our website at EmmausFellowship.org and be sure to like our Facebook page.